Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week 10, day 4 of our study of Joshua. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Joshua 24, 14-28. Well, welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start? Lord, would you touch our hearts today with your word? Fascinate us by who you are in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump back into God's Word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Joshua 24, starting in verse 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Let's pause right there. Joshua is at Shechem between Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim, where they met 20 some odd years before to renew the covenant before the Lord. And here he's doing it one more time before he passes away. Continuing on. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord." This is one of the most famous, most quoted verses from Joshua. It says, choose who you're going to serve. But for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. Me and my household, we will serve the Lord. It's a powerful statement. It's a really powerful statement. And and Joshua, in saying this, you know, he's he's saying, listen, we have a history of, of going back and serving other gods. Even Abraham's father was serving other gods. When we came out of Egypt, you know, Moses was on the mountain for too long. And I imagine Joshua was thinking about this. Joshua was there amongst all the Israelites, dissenting to this, this time when, when everyone is saying, hey, Moses is gone. We need different gods because I don't know about this God. Uh, we need a different God. And so give us something else. And so they, he, they come to Aaron. They, he makes the golden calves, right? And Joshua is probably there dissenting because he's Moses's right-hand guy. They say, no, don't do this. They're like, ah, oh, you know, we're going to do this anyway. And and so Joshua's thinking, you know, we, we, we turn away from the Lord so quickly. He saw it all during the time in the wilderness when, when the people would turn away from the Lord and say, oh, you know, complain and gripe. And, and there's just so much dissent and, and griping and turning away from the Lord throughout his lifetime. He's saying, you guys, I'm, I'm going to die soon. Me and my household, who I'm leaving behind, I'm going to make sure that they serve the Lord. You guys, I don't know what you're going to do, but decide today what you're going to do. If you want to serve other gods, fine, but I'm going to serve the Lord. Verse 16. Then the people answered, far be it for us to forsake the Lord to serve other gods. It was the Lord, our God himself, who brought us and our parents out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. So all of these elders, again, they were all alive. They were all younger than 20. So some of them could have been 19 when all of this happened, when they crossed the Red Sea, when they crossed the Jordan River, when they saw the the uh, 
Mount Sinai, when they saw the split rock of Horeb, when they saw the Lord, you know, defeat the nations before them on the east side of the Jordan and on the west side of the Jordan. They saw every single bit of this. And they're saying, no, no, we will serve the Lord. We saw all of this with our own eyes. He is God and we will serve him. Verse 19, Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. I want to pause right there because there's a really interesting thing that's going on here that Joshua is saying. He says, you are not able to serve the Lord. He's like, you just told me you're going to serve the Lord. He says, you're not able to serve the Lord. He's a jealous God. What what, he, what that means by that is, is, you know, famously Oprah Winfrey heard this one time and said, I don't want to serve a jealous God. And she's thinking of a jealous boyfriend that can't stand her, his, his girlfriend to be hanging out with other guys. That's not the connotation here. What God is, he's, he's jealous for his people to know the truth, to know him, that he is the only God. All of these other gods, they're not gods at all. They're demons. They're, they're evil. They're wicked and they're destructive. And so God is jealous for his people to know him, but he also, he has impossibly high standards, right? We can't sin and none of us are able to do that. This goes to something that Paul says in the New Testament in Galatians. He's talking about this moment when Peter, in uh, all throughout the book of Galatians, he's, he tells them, you know, you guys have been taught about the, the gift of grace from God, but you keep going back and you want to, to follow the Jewish law and you want to be circumcised. You want to live by all these things. Even Peter was led away by this after knowing Jesus himself. And knowing the freedom that comes from that, he reverted back to telling everyone that they had to become Jewish first and they had to follow the laws of Moses and all these things. And, and, and Paul says, I even went to Peter and says, you're, you can't even follow the law. And you're telling other people they've got to follow the law if they need to know Jesus. He's like, you can't even do it. None of us can do it. That's the thing that Paul says is none of us can follow the law. Exactly what Joshua is saying right here is like, you are not able to follow him. You're not able to obey him. You're not able to do this. And we're not. We're not able to do that because our hearts do turn away. We do forsake the Lord. We do turn to the right and to the left and stop following that path of the Lord. We all do it. We all fall into rebellion and sinfulness. And here Joshua says, he won't forgive your rebellion and your sins. He doesn't. But what he does is he allows for a replacement. And that's what the the sacrifices in the Old Testament were about. That's what Jesus came for so that we could be reconciled to God. God takes away our sins. The way that the Lord has set this up, he doesn't, in this in this way, he doesn't forgive our sins. He removes them. He eliminates them. Through the blood of Jesus, it's as if they never happened. 
we're not able to do that. We're not able to, you know, poof and make our sins disappear. But that's exactly what God does for us. Joshua is acknowledging this all this time way back then. That we're not able to serve the Lord. You need his grace. We need his grace to even be able to follow him. Verse 20. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring a disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. 21. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. So Joshua is telling him, Listen, you chose this. In, in front of everyone here, you're your own witness. You chose to follow the Lord. Verse 23. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. Imagine that. Joshua saying, you've got, you've already turned away. It's only been a, a, a handful of years since we came into this land and he gave it to you. And you've already got idols and foreign gods in your possession. He says, throw them away. This must have been a heartbreaking moment for Joshua, for them all to have seen the glory of God, the, the amazing good things that the Lord had done, and for already for there to be the, the people having idols in their possession. Oh, what a gut-wrenching thing for him. Verse 24, and the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people. And there at Shechem, he reaffirmed for them the decrees and laws. And Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against us. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us. It will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people, each to their own inheritance. So here we see that Joshua is, is one more time. He's reaffirming this covenant. He's, he's writing it all out, reading it all to them one more time so that they remember saying, don't turn away from this. Don't turn away from this. And he sets up this just giant stone, probably inscribes on it. He says, this is a witness against us, saying that we have said we will serve the Lord and serve him only, exclusively. That's the key here, is there are no other gods. Like Paul says in the New Testament, every other God, it's not real. It's not a thing. Why turn and follow these false gods, these things that don't exist, they're not real? Serve the one true God. And he said, you have bound yourself to this law, bound yourself to something that you can't follow. And embedded in that, embedded in the law was grace. Embedded in it was grace. Because over and over, the law says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. You have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, don't do this, right? There's all of these positive and negative commands in the law. And if you, if you fail to do the things that it says you have to do, or if you do the things it says don't do, then you're under the curse of the law. 
But then over and over again, not if you do this, but when you turn your heart away, when you sin in these ways, bring the sacrifice to the Lord. And then once a year, there's the sacrifice to atone for all of the sins of Israel. And he washes them away, washes away the sins of his people who call on his name. Jesus came and, and he replaced those routine sacrifices, those daily sacrifices, that annual sacrifice. He replaced all of that. And he became our sacrifice once and for all. That if we trust in him, if we put our faith in Jesus, that our sins would forever be taken away. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, if you've never pledged your allegiance to him, and that's what Joshua is talking about here, right? He's not saying believe that God exists. He's like, you saw all of this. It's not about just believing that he exists. It's committing to the fact that he is the only one you will ever serve for the rest of your life. Committing yourself to that, being a witness against yourself that I will serve the Lord. It's pledging allegiance to God and to him only. If you've never done that before, I encourage you to pray with me now. Jesus, I am a sinner and I need your grace. I need you I need the blood of Jesus to take away my sins that I can be reconciled to you. God, would you forgive me for my sins? I repent and I turn to you. I pledge my allegiance to you. I want to serve you and follow you all the days of my life. Would you save me, Jesus, and fill me with your Holy Spirit? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer with me for the first time, I want you to reach out to me. All of my contact information are in the description in the show notes. Please reach out to me. I want to have a conversation with you about that prayer and about that decision that you just made. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.